You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour in this Thursday, we'll check in with Michael Wilbon. Wilbon, a few days ago, sent out a tweet. I'm going to tell you something now that you're going to think is preposterous. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in a Bears uniform sometime in the next couple of years. That's going to happen. That's Wilbon on Pardon the Interruption. He'll join us coming up. Doug Gottlieb also join us to talk about the G League phenomenon of these uh, high school players going into the G League. I don't think there are going to be thousands of players entertaining this. I mean, they might entertain it. There's millions who entertain the NBA, but the highest end guys should entertain the G League if they can go in. You get money, and you're going to play against decent competition. Granted, it's not going to be a college experience. That atmosphere, you can't replicate that. But if you're able to help them, almost like a gap year, get ready for to be a professional basketball player, I understand it. Shoe company is going to be involved in this. You just make a transition, and it's a little more seamless because now it's business. This is a business decision that you're making. So we'll talk to Doug about this. Also, Walt Disney World is probably going to be the ideal spot for the NBA to salvage its season. I just saw something from uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban sent out a tweet. I'm cautiously optimistic we'll be able to finish the NBA season for television. I don't expect that we will have fans. And you start to think about this. uh, I think this was on Yahoo Sports with Keith Smith, who's a former employee of uh, Disney World. And this is in uh, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. And if you've been to, you know, Walt Disney World, you know that you have all of the rooms there, the proximity of everything there. You have really a city within a city. You've got almost 5,000 rooms. You've got resorts that are connected with each other. And if you have food and beverage on site there, you're, you're able to have a one-stop shop there. And you would basically have an NBA city. And you'd be able to have this controlled environment and you'd be able to have these basketball games. I don't know everything else that's attached to this, but it feels like if you're looking for something, now they've looked at other places. They're, you know, Las Vegas is another place that they looked at. Um, you know, could they do Atlantic City? Um, could they do the Bahamas? Like they're, they're thinking of everything here. But this one caught my attention. Uh, you know, a lot of locations are, are interesting, but Walt Disney World in Florida makes the most sense. You know, hotel housing, basketball facilities there. Uh, You know, the NBA is one place that has to involve more than just a quarter or two to host the games. But if you're able to maximize the schedule, the NBA, you could play as many as two to four games at a time. You know, you're not going to have fans there. Not going to be able to have fans. Park is closed down. You're basically going in there to finish an NBA season. So I get it. Uh, but that's just another possibility that's on the table there. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. I talked to Paulie prior to the start of the show, and I said, what's the one story that has gotten far more attention because of what's going on in the sports world where there's no games? Is it the Aaron Rodgers story? Like, what? what's the one story that you go, now you can say the Jordan Bulls documentary, and then Isaiah Thomas, they moved it up. If this was normal times, what story would not be a major story? And uh, I don't think we came up with an answer. I mean, it might be the Aaron Rodgers situation, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downplay that. And the Isaiah Thomas thing that's just too good to let go. I think it's 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 juicy there. All right, so uh, Will Bond will join us. Uh, let's bring in Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports Radio host, Fox Sports College basketball analyst. Hi, Doug. How are you? 
I'm, I'm well, Dan. Uh, glad you're healthy. Glad the man cave. I know you're manning the man cave by yourself, but uh, good to see you. It's fun to be able to actually shoot basketball. That's like to have at least a place where you can go. And I, you know, I love shooting basketball by myself. So this is a perfect time for me. I don't have to share the ball. And I see the basketball hoop in the background there with you. Yeah, well, listen, uh, because I performed so poorly in the old man cave. <laughs> uh, we I mean, that's this is not just for me to be able to compete with you in the man cave. That's the only reason that uh, um, I talked to Dr. Dish and I bought this thing so I can constantly get shots up. Yesterday was a good day. Yesterday was a good day. And um, I'm, I'm, I'll be ready next time I get the call to come to Connecticut. Wait, now you're working on your shot? Isn't it late? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, that's, it's so funny. It's so funny. My, 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 son was, my son was like, Dad, yesterday so I, oh, we do sets of make 50. And it took me like 86 to make 53s or whatever. And so he's like, Dad. Dad, you're on fire today. I was like, yeah, don't, don't tell anybody that now I'm working. Now I'm making shots. That's the whole thing. When it doesn't matter. Anybody can make shots when it doesn't matter, right? Poor Eddie Sutton. Yeah, he's probably going, no, no. Now Doug cares about his jump shot. Yeah, well, I listen, it wouldn't have taken him so long to get in the Hall of Fame. Jump shot. All right, let me start with the G League here. And uh, Coach Calipari is among some of the coaches who've talked about this as, you know, this is going to be bad. You're going to have thousands of kids who are going to envision this. What do you think is the real, real here with the G League, with these kids coming out of high school, just wanting to go be a professional basketball player? Well, look, I, I think what, what Coach Cal is saying is 100% accurate. It's not the five kids that were going to go overseas and didn't want to go to college. Those ones, those kids aren't the problem. The problem is the hundred other kids that think they're one of the top five kids and so are they going to do the work, right, to, to put themselves in position to go to college if the G League thing doesn't work out? Additionally, like, always, we, I've had so many people say, like, man, we need the baseball system. Like, do people understand how many people wash out of the baseball system? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, by the way, those baseball guys, they may get a good payment up front. But once you become a major league baseball player, you don't really get paid until your fourth or fifth year, you know, become arbitration eligible. So there's a... It's just a completely different system. You, you know me, Dan. I've, I, maybe I'll die on this hill. There's nothing wrong with going to college. And I actually think that, um, you know, you had Roy Williams on and uh, he, he, he was great. But the, had Michael Jordan not gone to North Carolina, would he be Michael Jordan? And I, again, we don't know. There's no control group there, right? And, and while the age-old line is, Dean Smith's the only guy to be able to hold Michael Jordan below 20 points. It was all of those other things that Michael Jordan learned to do. And then once he got to the NBA, now his true gifts and skill came out, along with the fact that he defended. He was a good teammate. He, he knew how to live on his own. He, he knew how to be a good, you know, he, he had gone through the maturity uh, a stage where you're away from home, but you're not that far away from home. Uh, like when he was in Chapel Hill, like, I think all of these things are important. So, uh, look, th this is what the NBA is going to try. I, I don't understand how you're going to sign up for a massive money loser. You know, right? Like, that's the big thing. And if we look around sports, minor league baseball, what is it, 40 minor league baseball organizations are losing their affiliations. Um, th this is a money loser for the NBA. I don't like the academy system because while it may refine a guy's skill for the NBA, it doesn't teach him the value of winning of dominating guys at your age. 
It doesn't allow you to play in front of crowds. Um, there's, there's a bunch of stuff you're missing. And so I don't love it, but I guess it, it's what's going to happen. And I just, I wonder how many kids they're going to take and how many other kids it affects because they think they're one of the elite kids. Well, it's supply and demand. You can have aspirations to play in the G League and make that money, but that somebody has to take you. It's, you know, how many guys have the aspirations to play in the NBA? There's only so many roster spots there. Only so many kids who are going to get this special deal. I, I'm fine with it. I applaud it. If you want to be a professional player, and this is a gap year, get paid for it, and yeah. I can have professionals working with you on and off the court, and that's what you want to do, then don't take up a roster spot in college. No, no, listen, listen. This is the, the, the dirty little secret that no one will admit is this has, a, this has been there for high school kids since they started the, the, back when it was the D-League. Yeah. You were allowed to go straight from high school to the D-League. The difference was the the level of compensation, right? And you know, don't start with me with the, well, not you, just the, well, they can go and they're going to pay for their education. First of all, none of these kids are going to go to college. Second of all, once they get done playing, if they want to go to college, you may be able to pay for them to go to college, but they can't get in. <laughs> they can't get in because, as you know, having kids that have gone through college, how difficult it is to get in on your own because they'll be, they'll be on their own. So this is simply becoming a professional. This is what we've had a lot of pundits uh, like uh, like Jay Billis say, hey, this should this should be available. Now, everything will be available for these kids. And let's see if it actually makes one, the product better. And two, it makes the kids better. I, I also I, I do think Jason Whitlock brought this up. You remember Steve Kerr uh, wrote a piece back when he was a broadcaster about how he thinks it's bad for the product. That's one of the things that's missing here yeah. is that is that it is bad for the product because when guys are what one and done or none and done, and you don't have the promotion of the NCAA tournament, we don't know who they are. There's no following for kids. You can tell me their YouTube sensations or whatever, but it, there's when we watch guys, and you remember when, when Pat Ewing came to the pros, everyone knew who Pat Ewing was. All these guys became household names because of the NCAA tournament, because of college basketball. And so you're losing that promotion factor that all the major networks buy into. I think there's a lot of things that are going to get lost in it. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it works, if it pans out. And, and, and if there are, I mean, half the NBA stars are late bloomers. What happens to those guys? And do we lose any sort of value with college basketball? Hey, it's great to talk to you as always. Great job on the afternoons there on the Fox Sports Radio lineup. Uh, do you want to try to hit a shot right now on TV? Ooh, ooh can I do that? Let's see here. Yeah, can you position your camera? And let's see. Doug Gottlieb joining us from a very oh, wealthy yeah. neighborhood here. Oh yeah, that's it. One hey, the, uh, by the way, by, yeah. by the way, just the, the the Cavs did double team Jordan on the inbound poorly, pass. Poorly. I mean, look, go back and watch. Michael Jordan used his hands. He pushed off. That. Yes. Okay. Yes. I know, yes. but I can't let him have the ball. And if I let him have the ball, he's got to have. No, he's got to get in the backcourt. You can't go in the backcourt in the NBA rules, I don't believe, at the time. So, yes, you're, look, you're right. Full face, full face guard denial. Don't let him get the basketball. Larry Nance and Craig Elo. Uh, there, there's a, a lot to get into there. I agree with you that, that there's some revisionist history. All right, so how do I, I'm gonna okay. turn this thing are around you and show that I'm making Are you delaying your shot? No. Okay, here we go. I am not. I am not. Man, I'm not. So you got to. I would have hoped you had a little but better I gotta setup with, there. I got to do this with one hand. My, my son's still in bed. Ready? Oh, that's short. Oh, that's short. Wait, wait, let me, let's get one more. This is a. Yeah, here we there, go. There we go. Slanted driveway. 
Yeah, the slanted driveway, though, it's going to help him with his arch on his shot. I made that, by the way, just so you know. No, I saw Made it. the I second one, it. missed the first one, 50%. Like my free throw. I, my, like my free throw percentage. Our, uh... Hey, hey, one last thing, Dan. You, you have to go. <laughs> you have to go. But we have to stop this nonsense about the Packers somehow disrespecting Aaron Rodgers. They gave him more money than any player in the history of the sport just last year. They can't cut him or trade him for at least two years, probably three years. All they did was protect themselves so that when Aaron Rodgers ages, as he's begun to do, they have the heir apparent because they're never going to draft in the top 10 because Aaron Rodgers is that good. That's it. If you want me to help your son shooting, I'd be more than happy to send some videos, uh, maybe a Zoom chat. Yeah, we can do yeah, we do a Zoom chat, little little uh, little YouTube later. I mean, a little uh, a FaceTime later today. I yeah, mean, you have time on your hands, right? I'd be more than happy to do a tutorial with your son. What's your hourly? What's your hourly rate? It's it's a master's class, just like Steph Curry did. It's the same thing. It. This is just to give I, back I, to I, the I kids, can't. Doug. It's not about money, Doug. It's just giving back to the kids. He's available after his uh, after his, uh, in in house school a little bit later on today. By the Thanks, way, TP. that being said, yeah. it's a thousand dollars an hour. Now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Put on my tab. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. That's uh, Doug Gottlieb. Doug and I will never agree on things. I don't think so. But that's that's the beauty of Doug. We'll never agree. And I said to Paul, I said, we'll have Doug on and Doug's going to he doesn't want to talk about the G League. He wants to talk about all the other things that we've been talking about on the show. And one more thing about Jordan. They did double team him. Hey, and one more thing about the Packers. They didn't disrespect Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Paul. Doug has that full shooting set up in his uh, front yard. That's he, nice. He, where you make the basket, and then the net drops the ball, and kind of a ramp brings it back to you. But if you're a good shooter, right, or maybe you're a great shooter, when you make the shot, the ball does come back to you. I called it the yo-yo. That ball came back to me because it wanted to be in my hands. It was. It was just like a girl, like. A, a dog, a, a, a beautiful girlfriend, they want to come back to be in my, my arms, in, mani- the, in my hands. They're a maniac. Yes. You shoot the shot with the proper rotation. You don't need that little gimmick that Doug had. Here you go. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. That's something that Doug had to create a contraption there by the contraption to have the ball come back. Come here, Spalding. Come here. Come here. All right, McLovin, uh, what are we doing in the final hour of the program? By the way, we had the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey on, and I wanted to know about what are the plans, what are they thought about, contingency plans, and uh, he had this to say about college football and when it's coming back. Um, there, there's a conversation. You know, are there? Sure. Is that the focus? No. The focus is on preparing the play as scheduled uh, Labor Day weekend. I think that's an important message uh, publicly. I think it's important for our, our student athletes to hear from me that we're focused on that preparation. Now, whether or not we can make that happen, that's going to be up to the circumstances around the virus. Yeah, full speed ahead until, you know, instructed otherwise. I get it. I, mean, I just don't think there's going to be fans that are going to show up. Yeah, McLevin. Okay, hour one and two was, will the new NCA recommendations clean up the sport? 89% said no, but that's besides the point. A lot of people are tweeting this question. If you were an NFL GM, and I won't say with the team, who would you want as your quarterback, backup quarterback, Cam Newton or Andy Dalton? Ooh. Why depends, you... I, depends on the team, Yes, right? it does. Because if I'm New England, I would, I would want Andy Dalton. I don't have to change my system for Andy Dalton. Cam Newton, I'm going to have to change some things. 
Jacksonville would be a, a, a team that I would be interested in Andy Dalton as well. Now, where does Josh Rosen end up here? You got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tua Tonga Vailoa. Is Josh Rosen in in the mix to be a backup quarterback someplace else? I wondered about that. If the Dolphins, you know, send him up the you know up the uh, highway there to Jacksonville and he could back up Gardner Minshew. I don't know. I, I throw that out. Also, has anybody been able to explain this though? This Jameis Winston quote that came from yesterday's introductory uh, press conference with the Saints. You know, he had LASIK surgery. He had the 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. He says, I can say this. When you're riding in a car and say you get into an accident, you can't read the license plate of the person you just hit, but they just ran off because they didn't have insurance. Right? Question mark. Stuff like that. I can read license plates. I can read street signs. I think the precision in the vision is the biggest difference. Is the next question, how many accidents have you been in, Jameis? Like, how does this come up where you go, what? Hey, I'm just trying to make an analogy here, and that's the analogy you make. My next question would be, uh, yeah, Jameis, uh, how many of these fender benders have you been in? Yes, Todd. He's just trying to get ahead of National Honesty Day. He's admitting something sort mm. of, it's a little convoluted, but seems like he's a day early for the National Honesty Day. And Rob Gronkowski said he was just joking that he had the Buccaneers playbook for the last month. Uh, I was in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers playbook four weeks ago, and I wasn't even on the team, Gronk said. I'm going to guess you were in the playbook because you did tell Tom in February, and I'm going to guess Tom probably said, hey, can I get an extra playbook? I might have somebody, wink, wink, close by that would like to look at the playbook. Did Gronk say, hey, look, is, is it like you go to a restaurant, but you want to see the menu before you go to the restaurant? Did he go, uh, hey, you know, I'm going to go to Yelp. I'm going to look at the menu before I join the. Is this the Yelp version of the, uh, the NFL? Yeah, Paul. But Gronk's biggest move, though, he plays the meathead card whenever he gets busted with something like that. He, if you see his post on, I think it was Instagram, he said, uh, I don't need the playbook. Uh, Gronk want ball. Throw Gronk ball. He wrote that. I'm not making fun of him. He wrote Gronk want ball. And so he, he plays the meathead card well. I don't know if it's a big deal, but if you don't like the Patriots, this is a big deal. Because you're going to say, oh, Brady, did he learn this in New England? Are they stretching the rules a little bit here? Like, if you really want to make a deal, he's going over to Byron Leftwich's offensive coordinator's house. If you want to make a big deal about this, you can make a really big deal out of this. Do I think Gronk had the playbook a month ago? Yes, I do. Because Gronk told Brady that he was coming back and wanted to join him. But he was under contract with the Patriots. That's where it gets tricky. Patriots apologist Seton O'Connor, you're quiet there. Anything to add? I think I'm more of a Bucks fan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mr. Wow. Okay, it is National Honesty Day. Yeah, I think I'm, right. uh, I think my team moved a little further south. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you are Mr. Tampa. Well, you know uh, that's what they've always said. <laughs> uh, it's Mike, just nice to have an NFC team now. Michael Wilbon will join us. He is saying that he thinks in a couple of years Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Bears. We'll talk to uh, Wilbon. He'll join us next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. I told Paulie I wanted to get Michael Wilbon on. 
He goes, all right, well, I love Wilbon. I said, well, you're going to really want to hear what he has to say. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I think he said this on, uh, pardon the interruption. I'm going to tell you something now that you're going to think is preposterous. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in a Bears uniform sometime in the next couple of years. That's going to happen. All right, Wilbon, let me start there. <laughs> Man, it's good to see you, first of all. Good to see you, Mike. And um, I, I just want – I can understand from the Packers' standpoint drafting him. They made this work once. They did the same thing X number of years ago with Farvin. They drafted young Aaron Rodgers. I just don't necessarily get the arrogance of it. We're not going to tell them. We're not going to – and they pursued him. It's like Aaron Rodgers fell to the Packers when they drafted him. Uh, this, I mean, love, they – they moved, they pursued him, they moved him to draft him. So you don't even clue Rodgers in. You went 13 and three last year. You, you, you neglected to get anybody who might help him. I saw the stat last night that he's had fewer passes, touchdown passes to a first round draft pick than like any quarterback ever. Yeah. Certainly anyone going to the Hall of Fame. And it's just like, wow. So I, I was joking around, Dan. And then since then, I've had all kinds of people text me, including some in the NFL who said, you, dude, you don't even know how right you could be. Now, it won't be the Bears because the Packers just won't deal them to the Bears. But it's going to be somebody. I care about the Bears, so I wanted it to be them. It's going to be somebody. It doesn't look like this is going to last for long, does it? Mike, I think it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he'll be known as Jolly Roger, and we put him in the Buccaneers uniform, and he takes over for Tom Brady. <laughs> it's too easy, Mike. It's too that easy. That is easy. Although, Dan, that even presumes he would last like a year or so more in Green Bay. And I have to wonder, you're Matt LaFleur, the arrogance, it's unbelievable. Just can you handle it differently? Do people never learn anything about the way you handle something? Apparently not. Well, also, you can't be on the job for a year. As, as I said yesterday, it's called the Lombardi Trophy, not the LaFleur Trophy. <laughs> like, let's slow down a little bit. And, and all of a sudden, if it's true that you're tired of his passive-aggressive attitude, they, this is the same attitude he has had. I've, I've known him, f uh, what, 14 years. He hasn't changed. This is who he is even before he became Aaron Rodgers. So you're going to have him there. Why sign him to this contract? If, if you don't like the passive-aggressive nature, you want to change your, your philosophy here, you want to be more run for... I, gotta, I just don't understand how... It seems backwards with what they're doing. Hey, we're going to sign you to this the richest contract, yes. and then all of a sudden we're going to decide we want to change our philosophy here. You know, it's, he had 26 touchdowns, four interceptions last year. That's a bad year for him because Why? he's being compared to him. Dan, this is like... This is the question. Is it's a one-word question? It's like when we when people watch the Last Dance and they hear Jerry Krause continually say in real time, twenty-two years ago, he wants to, you know, Phil Jackson, you can't come back. Well, well, wait a minute. He's won five. Why not? Why? It just becomes why. <laughs> why are you doing this? Why? Yeah. What? What are you, Matt Lafleur and whoever the GM whose name I can't pronounce? What the hell are you doing? And you just ask the same question over and over. And of course. Dan, they're not going to supply an answer because they don't have to, which is the ultimate in arrogance. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's asking Jerry Krause, why do you want to get rid of, Phil, of Scottie Pippen? You found him. You brought him. You drafted him. What? You brought Phil Jackson in and sat him on somebody else's bench. Why do you want to get rid of him? They have no answer.
It's unbelievable arrogance. It just is. I'll get to some basketball stuff in a moment, but if I said you could have Cam Newton or Andy Dalton as a backup quarterback with the potential to compete for the starting job, who would you take since Andy Dalton was released by the Bengals? Andy Dalton for backup. I don't want Cam Newton in there. Cam Newton's used to being a big star. Yeah. I, I, he just he just is. Do I want Cam? No, if you ask me without the codicil of backup quarterback, who do you want more, Andy Dalton or Cam Newton? I want Cam Newton. But, I, you know, I don't know that Cam Newton's healthy, of course, but I also don't know that I want Cam Newton there for backup purposes because I don't think that's – if he's healthy – that ain't going to last long, and it may not go well even if he isn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't think Cam is wired to be a backup quarterback. I think Andy okay. Dalton could be a backup quarterback. Uh, a couple of things here. Obviously, with the Jordan documentary, we were both there on the front lines witnessing all of this. Is there anything that you didn't know through the first four episodes? Yeah, like I did. So, like I mentioned, we all knew the, the, of the stress between Jerry Krause and Phil Jackson, especially when he started bringing Tim Floyd, you know, like to his daughter's wedding. And he said, what, what? <laughs> and he started having him around the team. So you, you, you mean, you but Dan, I don't think I knew he ever told, I know I didn't know. He told him, if you go 82 and 0, you still can't come back. That, that is like the single most drop dead line of all time. And, 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 and it's not like, it's not like Phil Jackson was put on him. He courted Phil Jackson the same way he courted Tim Floyd. I mean, he went and got him. He tried to put him on another coach's bench two years earlier, Stan Albex. I That was that was I, yeah. the, the degree of the animosity to me was sort of stunning, even though we were there in real time. Yeah, you're right. I forgot all about that, that you're going, you could go undefeated and you're still not keeping your job. <laughs> but then I, I think Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't have blood on his hands. It's all on Jerry Krause, and that's not fair to Jerry Krause. Like the owner can't, I can't imagine that Jerry Reinsdorf, great businessman, would have said, I'm going to let Jerry Krause make these multi million dollar decisions. Jerry Reinsdorf's the one who had to make, pay the money. That's, that's why this was made. He didn't want to yeah. be spending this money on Michael. And then you had Scotty who was going to want more money. Like, I don't know. I think Reinsdorf doesn't, he gets off so far scot free. No, no, no. You, Dan, you're, you're right. One thing I wonder, though, and I think they have to explain this in the doc, and I don't know if they will. Jerry Reinsdorf at that time owned like 13% of the Bulls. I mean, it's not like Jerry Jones, you know, or, or Dan Snyder or somebody who's got, you know, c- complete control. He owned like 13 Now, now it's, it's – I don't know what percentage it is. There's a whole lot more than that. But I just wonder if – and, and, and Reinsdorf didn't meddle. Remember the White Sox team that won and got rid of Frank Thomas and you had all of that anxiety going on. I shouldn't say anxiety, conflict. Remember, he left that to Kenny Williams. I mean, Kenny Williams was his president and GM and Kenny Williams handled it. And at one point told Frank, get out. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to see you. And a Hall of Fame first baseman while you're trying to win your first World Series since 1917 was banished. And Reinsdorf had nothing to do with it. So I, I don't mm. know. There's some consistency okay. in the approach there. Uh, the Isaiah Thomas stuff I find fascinating um, just because it still exists. Let me start with, if I said you had to bet a week's pay, pardon the interruption money, that Michael didn't want Isaiah on the dream team and said that to the commissioner of the NBA, you would say what, Michael Wilbon? 
Well, we got to get the sequence. If he, if 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 you if I'll bet you that he didn't want him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know he didn't want <laughs> yeah, him. That's true. Now, if if the bet was that Michael Jordan was the guy, was the person who prevented this, I would bet you the other way. I would bet you. I bet you a, m- a month's salary Ooh. that that wasn't the case. There, there, there were nine guys, best of my knowledge. There were there were nine guys who. At least, you know, so David Robinson would never, ever, That's true. ever say he didn't want anything, right? Yeah. And Stockton was just sort of, he was John Stockton. Like, he didn't know what he wanted. And I don't even know that they knew what he wanted. And Christian Leitner had no stripes, so he had no say in anything. But if, if either all <laughs> nine or a majority of the, a, a, a great majority of those nine said they felt the same way, it was known how they felt, they made it known, and so... But, Mike, you had Chuck Daly... Isaiah's coach as the coach of the dream team. How does how does Chuck Daly address that with Isaiah? Uh, I, it was probably tense. And remember, if, if if Jerry Reinsdorf has no blood on his hands, Chuck has none. I mean, you know, I mean, look. Oh, I think Chuck, he was overruled. I, I don't think. I don't oh, think, no, no, no. It was more than overruled. But Chuck knew that that team, for that team to function the way they wanted to function, they believed – I'm not going to say this is true. They believed – remember, at that they, – they believed that they didn't want Isaiah, that it wasn't going to function that way that summer. They wanted to have like a summer camp. And so Bird and Isaiah had had their dust up. Magic and Isaiah even, they had been best friends, but not then. Michael, Charles, I mean, it, Carl Malone. I mean, you could go through the roster again. The only one that you know – would just say, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have anybody as David Robinson. And I don't even know that David Robinson has had nothing to say, but this was not about Michael Jordan stopping the inclusion of Isaiah Thomas. There, there were way, way more voices than that. I just think that the, the dream team was on vacation. It was a summer vacation. They wanted to have fun. Michael wanted to, you know, have some drinks, cigars, play golf, and go out and kick Angola's ass. That's it. He didn't care, and Isaiah would have been a buzzkill. He, he wanted to have fun with – he wanted to play golf with the coach, Chuck Daly. That's all Mike wanted to do. He wanted to have fun. He wanted the environment to have fun. And I think that's probably why he was saying, Isaiah's not going to be fun. He's not one of us. Again, I don't frame it in terms of what Mike wanted. By the time Mike signed on, other people had made whatever known known. Remember, Thorne, Rod Thorne goes back to Michael Jordan and says, I got Bird, I got Magic, I got whoever I got. And Michael says, okay, good. By that point, again, Michael doesn't have to bury doesn't have to carry the, 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 the weight of all of that. And I you know, I know it's it's tough to judge up. I've talked to Isaiah. I, I mean I know he's gotta feel bad. Isaiah Thomas, and I, by the way, I'm not I'm not gonna justify whether or not people should have who they want on a summer camp team. I'm not gonna get into that issue. But Isaiah Thomas had made the Olympic team in nineteen eighty. They didn't compete. Yeah. And and he doesn't get the chance to be on in 1992. And so I, I know that this – but by the way, this is a nice discussion to have on Isaiah's 59th birthday, right? <laughs> Which is today. Um, and I, I get it. I get that. Like, seeing all this again is not making him feel great. And, and I'm sure the others say, well, the others, their position is he earned it, right? He was, he was the face of a great team – and a franchise that was a polarizing 
team and franchise. And beat up Michael Jordan. They they went out. They they, did, yeah. Yeah, that team beat up Michael Jordan. Do you think that Isaiah froze out Michael in the All-Star game? I don't know. I think they probably all did. I'm not putting that all on Isaiah. I mean, it's too easy to frame it as... Isaiah, Isaiah versus Mike. I, I mean, know. Larry, Larry didn't have any. Larry didn't wasn't. Larry Bird didn't operate on his own free will in 1985. Of course, he did. If that was the case, and they were teammates. I mean, but Mike know, didn't you know. have anything but praise. Larry didn't have anything but praise for Mike. Well, yeah, but but you he know, called Larry him God. Was, he said God disguises. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what's is there a better compliment that's ever oh. been uttered about an athlete? No. But he also was 6-0 and against him in the playoffs. That's so true. That's true. All right, before – Let me uh, get this. Mark Cuban tweeted out, he think th- thinks this Disney resort possibility could salvage the NBA season where you get everybody in a centralized location. Uh, there's no travel. You're going to set up a couple of basketball arenas. You have a couple of games a day. You could televise it. Uh, you know, it's everything on site there. So what do you think about that possibility? It's everything on site with a partner – your partner, Disney, ABC, ESPN, the most. My old Indian. partner. Your old, your your old partner. partner. I still my <laughs> partner. Your partner. And, yeah. and so, yes, you got all that. But let me ask you this, Dan. And I was had this posed to me by a, a former player who would know. It's just, let me ask you this. So you're going to have 21 and 23 and 25 and even 30-year-old men, but, but the ones in their early 20s. You're going to do what? You're going to put a, a hall monitor with a rifle by each door, <laughs> and you're going to keep them from going out at night. You can't go on Instagram any day now and not see, first of all, professional athletes in a group of others, not to mention just people. I just, just saw Devin Booker get party the Devin Booker got into a car with one of the Jenner girls the other day, reportedly. <laughs> I mean, that's understandable, now, but... I was going to say, this judgment there, I'm, like, I'm going to create an exception for that. But, Dan, so they got the basketball part figured out. They got the TV piece figured out. They got the testing part figured out. Oh, wait, we can't find two of our guys. Of course you can't find them. You can't find them in, when everything is going right in, this, in the world. And now you're going to find them now? I Seriously, that's something they got to... That's a piece they got to figure out. Did you pipe in the the noise there? Like it feels like that's the master's birds that you piped in there in your background. Remember, it's early here. It's it's earlier, three hours earlier on this coast, and birds are still chirping. And okay, it just feels you know like me, it, you it, know me well it, enough <laughs> to know I would not be up this early if, if not for you. Did you pipe in those no. sound? Did you okay. Let me see what you got that. Th- now, is this the crib that I've been to, or did you yes. did you upgrade? Oh, okay. No, I you you. This is the house that's the house that Barkley built. <laughs> How far you are you know, from Barkley? Well, uh, about fifteen minutes. And do you play golf with him? We we have not done anything that you know. The golf courses here are open, Dan. Yeah. And you can get out. I have gotten out with my son to play nine holes, and he says, "Dad, the first day he says, Dad, we're supposed to be six feet from people, right?" I go, "Yeah." He goes. We're 300 yards from anybody. What, what, what's the problem with the golf course? And I, he's 12, right? And so Charles and I have talked a couple of times, but we have not convened yet. I would be, you know, your mood is a lot greater here, Dan. I feel guilty a little bit about being here instead of back east yeah. at home home. I don't feel guilty enough to come back. <laughs> but I but I, I know the hardship and the stress level is a lot greater there than it is here. I, I would practice 
uh, you know, social distancing with my putting. So if I'm six feet away from the hole, that's a gimme, Mike, because I can't let it get closer. All right. Hey, your putting is better than that. Come on. Nah. I, I, you know what? We, Barkley invites us, wants us to do a show at his compound. Good. He, He's got space. Oh, I know. He says, he goes, I got a guest house there. And I said, all right. We, we, listen, we, I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping there's a smoking cigars thing on the on the on oh the, yeah docket oh yeah and so you could you could set up and that listen that'd be fun at Charles's I, it'd be nice of me to now invite people to my neighbors <laughs> yes you've been nothing's changed much more birds I think more yeah, birds apparently apparently uh, tell Mr Tony we said hello great to talk to you Mike it's good to talk to you man good to see you stay safe I thank you Michael you that. that's uh, Michael Wilbon Wilbon we'll come back tell you what's in store tomorrow after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, this day in sports history, see if we got a winner for Fritzy's scoreboard. It feels like a uh, meat Thursday. Something's in the oven. It's the Italian beef. And I'm being told, oh, sorry, Seton. Yeah. That's just mean uh, I, I wasn't supposed to mention it. My bad. No, I'll let okay. you know if it's good or not. I don't know if it's going to be any good or not. But Hey, you guys have to live life. Yeah, we do. I mean, this is. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to eat it on behalf of you, Seton. Oh, that's very. Every thoughtful. bite is going to be I've... dedicated to you. That's I'm just on this like crazy hunt to get a cheeseburger. I don't know what's going on the last three days, but all I could think about is cheeseburgers. So yeah. that's uh, going to dominate in about 10 minutes. The yeah. search begins. Yeah, this Italian beef. Last time we had it was so good. So good. I, I don't know what this means. I just saw this and I, I thought, well, I'll bring it to your attention. Joe Burrow was selected by the Bengals. The Bengals have taken an SEC player in 23 consecutive drafts. I don't know if anybody finds that interesting, but I did. I guess it's smart to do that. Alabama had four offensive players taken in the first round. The only other school to ever do that, 1968, was USC. I'm guessing that was O.J. Simpson in 1968, maybe. All right, this day in sports history, what do you have for me? We got a bunch. Let me see. I'm going to pick two off the top of my head. Uh, Oh, this is for Bills fans. Uh, Draft, good draft one. In 1985, Bruce Smith, the great defensive lineman, was selected on this date, first overall pick. And his number was 78? 78, yeah. And then in 2015, not so good for Bucks fans, this is the date that Jameis Winston was drafted. Oh, okay. This he, day in sports history. And he wore number three? Yeah, those are just random. All right. Let me go to Todd uh, on his scoreboard number. I'm looking at the numbers that say seven, oh, 78. We just covered the scoreboard. Three. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry about that. We're not stepping on each other's toes or anything. <laughs> Total coincidentally or purposely. Total yeah. coincidence on my end. It, it was. I, I, you know, I, my bad. I went out of order. I went to Paulie for this day in sports history. Yeah. And, All uh, right. We, I see what we're doing here. That's cool. Now Dale, <laughs> Dale in Indiana is the winner there. Todd's scoreboard. When does the scoreboard get put up on uh, your end? Just out of curiosity, as far as how many hours of research. This is the first time I've seen it. The scoreboard. This first it doesn't I've go on it. at the beginning of the show. I've been locked in on this show. So it's not three hours to try to figure I out the scoreboard. I think I so. Nice, sir. Why don't you spend some time uh, teasing who's going to be on the show tomorrow, Todd? Oh, <laughs> I see. Wow, another one. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. You something yeah. Else yeah. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, exactly. Yesterday, nothing tomorrow. I see you. Okay. Yeah. That's how we're going to play it. Nice. Heard from Guy Fieri after I booked him yesterday. You did. You did he wants to he send us some uh, Knuckles sandwich gear. He's got uh, that's his uh, clothing brand, clothing line. All right. Uh, let's see. What did we learn on the program? Final results of the poll question, McLevin. Okay, hour three poll. Who would you want as a backup quarterback? Andy Dalton or Cam Newton? 74% Dalton. Yeah, I would take Dalton for that role, but if you said they get to compete for the starting job, then I would want Cam Newton. I just don't know about Cam. And, you know, because of this offseason, well, because of what's going on in the offseason, nobody's going to be able to get into in front of Cam Newton to work him out and find out what his medicals are. And it might be late August before he gets a chance to latch onto a team or have to wait for somebody to get injured. I, I don't know. Andy Dalton got a clean bill of health. Andy Dalton is going to be a perfect backup quarterback, depending on how much you have to spend. Uh, Todd, what did you learn on today's program? I learned try not to have a Big Ten jersey on when the SEC commissioner is a guest on the show. He can see you via the Zoom. You should have kept it on. It was Ohio State, and he said, and it was great and quick thinking by him. He said, you're Joe Burrow. You went from the Ohio State jersey, and you put on an LSU jersey. Right, and then I I put on Syracuse because I wanted to give love to Roy Williams and the ACC, and then I put on Chicago Blackhawks for Wilbon. McLovin. What did you learn? Roy Williams almost had Zion Williamson, so we thought. Yeah, that one's still probably a little painful. Seton O'Connor. I learned that Paul found a way to make Todd's scoreboard segment entertaining today. (laughs) And And, and, and great clue ideas. Oh, waste. And make make it irrelevant, too. (laughs) Can I share my clue real quick? It was foregone conclusion for four Thank you, Todd. Uh, Paulie, what did you learn today? I can't imagine how many jerseys and shirts Todd has in his closet. (laughs) No matter what happens, you want to make sure your loved ones are taken care of. That's why LegalZoom has made it easy to set up the right estate plan. Without leaving your home, take care of your family today with the right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. For Seton, Paulie, Fritzy, McLovin, yours truly, this has been the Dan Patrick Show. Talk to you tomorrow.